The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. It's a wonderful thing that the Lord loves all people, and it is a powerful truth that the Lord can use anybody. We're following Mark's order, his list of the 12 disciples, and we've come in our study to a man by the name of Matthew. I want you to find today Matthew chapter number 9, because here is Matthew writing out his own testimony. Would you like to hear in Matthew's own spirit-inspired words what the Lord did in his life? Well, Matthew, who wrote the first gospel record in our New Testament, writes in Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 9 these words, And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him, and his disciples. So we get this little picture, if you will, of this disciple known as Matthew. Now, what do we know about him? Well, first of all, let me show you his heart. His heart was a changed heart. We know that Matthew was a tax collector. Just last evening, I was reading a little bit of the historical context of the Jewish tax collectors and the money situation in the days of Jesus. You remember, Rome had imposed its will on the Jewish people. They were invaders. They, uh, they were imposing tremendous taxation upon this nation. And there was a group of Jewish people who had sold out to Rome, and they were the, they were the tax collectors. They were skimming off the top. They were getting a little extra commission for their betrayal. And Matthew was one such person, known in Scripture as a publican. That's what a tax collector was. Uh, from the Jews' perspective, this was a most despised human being. I mean, he's at the bottom of the, of the social standing among the Jews. And yet, do you hear this beautiful expression? The Bible says, Jesus saw a man. You see, the Lord sees you, not for what you are doing, but for who you are. He sees you not as other people see you. He sees you as God sees you. He looks at you in love. He looks at you with a desire to make a difference in your life, and so he does with Matthew. Because when he sees Matthew, he speaks to him. And what does he say? It's so simple and direct. He simply says, follow me. Might I say that's the invitation? That is the word of Jesus to all who would be his disciple. Follow me. He doesn't say, do these ten things. He doesn't say, here's a, here's a list of a hundred things I need you to learn. He just simply says, follow me. Don't ever get away from the simplicity that is in Christ. It is simply following Jesus Christ. And I love this. The Bible says, and he arose and followed him. Literally at that moment, he got up from where he was. He left everything else behind. He walked away from the old life. And he simply followed the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you. That sounds like a changed heart to me. 
And I want you to see today that Matthew is a picture of every true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. But not only do we see his heart, I want you to see his humility. As you read through the gospel according to Matthew, there are many things that uh, that give away Matthew's past. For example, uh, he mentions money in many different places. In fact, details about it, things like a farthing. Uh, he's, he's thinking in the mindset or the context that he had lived and worked in. The Lord will use you. He'll use your background. He'll use your knowledge. Uh, there's a preparation even in all of that. And yet, do you know the one thing Matthew does not talk about in his gospel record? He does not talk about himself. In fact, it seems he rarely ever mentions himself. And when he does, he always, always refers to himself as a publican. He attaches that to himself, uh, perhaps to remind himself of what Jesus saved him from, perhaps simply to show others Jesus can change anybody. Look at those disciples. It's really shocking, uh, the composite of the group, but it is certainly shocking that in the same group of disciples, you'd have a Roman tax collector named Matthew and a Jewish zealot named Simon, and yet what do they have in common? They have Christ in common. We all come low and Jesus is lifted high when we become true followers of the Lord Jesus. Now, I want to point something out to you today. We're in Matthew 9, but if you look at the parallel account to this in Luke chapter number 5, Luke gives us a little more insight, and he uses Matthew's old name. Matthew uses his new name, his Christian name, Matthew. Uh, But Luke refers to him in Luke chapter 5, verse 27. He says, After these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi, sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, Follow me. That's significant. Luke uses his old name. Matthew uses his new name. Matthew is thinking of himself as a new creature in Christ. Luke is pointing out under inspiration of the Holy Spirit that this is a man who his name did change. Matthew changed his name after the Lord changed his nature. But then Luke tells us a little more. He says in verse 28, And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with him. You see, Luke sheds some light on Matthew that Matthew will not shed on himself. For example, Luke says, He left everything. Matthew doesn't say that. He just simply says, I followed Jesus. Uh, Luke is the one who says that the great feast where all the publicans came together to hear Jesus, Levi was the host. It was in his house. He paid for it. Matthew doesn't tell us that. He just says there was a, a great dinner and Jesus and the disciples were there. You see the humility of this man. It's not about Matthew any longer. Why? It's all about Jesus. And then one final thing I want you to see today about our disciple for this study, Matthew, not only do we see his heart and not only do we see his humility, but thirdly, we see his hunger. And I'm, I'm choosing the word carefully because the context here is they had a feast. They had a supper. They sat at meat in the house. And yet, what was Matthew's greatest hunger? What was his greatest desire? It was for others to know Jesus. It was for others to hear the gospel. It was for other publicans to become true followers of Jesus Christ. That's why he used Christian hospitality. He threw a great feast. He, he made a, a spread, if you will, and invited all of his friends so that Jesus could meet them and they could meet Jesus. What a beautiful example of a Christian whose heart has so been changed that he wants the hearts of others to be changed, who is now so in love with Christ he wants others to love and know Jesus Christ. 
I think there's a, a tremendous spiritual application here. The spiritual application is the most satisfying thing in the world is to bring someone else to Jesus Christ. You see, Matthew to this point had been cheating people, stealing from people, and taking from people. Now what's he doing? He's giving. Uh, the Lord Jesus said in another place, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. It was in the context of Jesus leading a woman to Christ. I think Matthew was illustrating the same thing by his own example here. His meat was not the supper. It was rather that others would come to know the bread of life. And then there's not only a great spiritual application here. I think there's a practical one. Use your house. Use hospitality. Uh, use every means at your disposal to get the gospel out and get people in. And start right where you are with your circle of friends, with your business associates. You see how the Lord so radically changed Levi into Matthew that this man now is not wanting to take from them. He's wanting to give them the gospel. We see his heart. We see his humility. We see his hunger. And I wonder, does anyone else see that in me? Does anyone else see that in you? May the Lord help all of us today who've come to know Jesus to give our life, our resources, our energy, our time, our all to helping others come to know him too. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.